Welcome to Cabot Coverage, the podcast where three sisters and a beloved family friend discuss the crime-solving adventures of mystery novelist Jessica Fletcher on Murder, She Wrote. I'm Susanna. I'm Megan. Glenna. And I'm Ashley. And tonight we're discussing Footnote to Murder, which is from season one, episode 17. For some reason in the UK, it was listed as episode 19, but according to IMDb, it's 17. It originally aired on the 10th of March, 1985. So this episode was written by Robert E. Swanson. And I don't know if you remember from last week, I said Robert Van Skoik was often story editor with another Robert. This is that other Robert. So he was involved in 87 episodes of Murder, She Wrote. He wrote 24, and he was the story editor for 56. He also wrote Reflections of the Mind, which we've obviously covered before, and an episode I like a lot called Mr. Penroy's Vacation. That is if you remember about the two old ladies. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's quite funny. So, yeah, so this episode is all about the glamorous world of publishing and writing. Jessica goes to New York City to attend the Gotham Book Awards, where she's nominated (laughs) in the mystery category, with her friend Horace Lynchfield, played by Paul Sand, who's nominated in the poetry category. Um, There as well are famed author Helmsley Post, played by (laughs) Kenneth Mars, and Adrian Winslow, played by Robert Reed, as well as the top... I, I couldn't tell if it was a novelist or nonfiction um, for Woman, what was it? Woman Unleashed, <laughs> Lucinda Lark, played by Constance Forsland. And there's also publishing people there as well. Uh, Tiffany Harrow is, I guess, a literary agent, played by Morgan Brittany, and also frequenting as a fan called Debbie Delancey, played by Talia Balsam, who's trying to get autographs, but also hawk her book to the famous authors to see if they'll read it for her. Uh, Helmsley also has an ex-wife who's there called Alexis Post, played by Diana Moldar, and she and he are in a big fight about money, and basically at the end, after the book awards, uh, Helmsley Post is killed. Investigating is ADA Mel Comstock, played by Pat Harrington Jr., as well as Lieutenant Meyer, played by Ron Masek, who would later appear as Mort Metzger. So basically what happens is Jessica gets involved because Horace gets accused of the murder. And so she starts investigating and she finds out that Helmsley was trying to, his latest Vietnam book was actually stolen from a guy called Frank Lipinski, played by Vincent Baguetta. And his sister is actually Debbie Delancey. And she had killed Helmsley Post because he was trying to sexually assault her, but she had, had gone to see him to try to get the book back. So everybody's cleared. A bad guy is dead. Um, It sounds like Debbie's going to get off and Horace is free to continue to drink and smoke a lot. So yeah, that's it. Um, I think, I might be wrong about this, but I think this is our first season one episode. Is that right? I think it is. So it's interesting to go back, although this one feels quite ritzy compared to some of the season one episodes. Like obviously they're in New York and it's they're at parties and all that sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, I guess just an overall thought about what we thought of the episode might be a good place to start. Because obviously we have quite a quirky character thrown at us in the form of Horace. Horace is a mess. Like, I I don't mind this episode. I wouldn't say it's like a top favorite, but I find him so like, 
he's supposed to be funny, but it's just not that like and he has this this ongoing joke where he has a lighter, but it looks like a gun. And so then people think he's like gonna try to shoot them, but he's really just lighting his lighter. And I looked it up. The actor at this time was like 50. He's not some like young idiot. He's like old old enough (laughs) to know better. (laughs) 53, Megan. They they misrepresented his age as 1935. He was born 1932. He's 53 years old. Horace is 53. Yeah. He looks so much younger. He does look good. Yeah, he looks great. But he just and always he acts like, like a total loon. And it's like, he's just like, his hair is really gross. And like, he just looks like he maybe like smells. I don't mean to be mean, but I just. Wow, Megan. <laughs> he was one of, he's one of my, like, I understand why they didn't like make him a regular. Okay, so here's, <laughs> here's an interesting thing about him, which now I'm just basing this off of his IMD. <laughs> no, it's his. I don't know anything about this man. His IMDb post had a one of his things was listed as like it was like Paul Sand in Love and Theater or something like that. And it was a series he was in and he plays the main character, or whatever. And there were like the, <laughs> the still that they have on IMDb of the show <laughs> is him just making like various theater faces with his hands like around his head, like. No. you know sort of gesturing and like very like like this sort of thing like oh like madeline khan has those sort of pictures done of her is it in like, right. or like or a joke. no no but that's what i mean that's like what she's mimicking is these sorts of things so to me i was like i don't know anything about this man this is a real van johnson where i'm gonna like completely discredit someone i don't know anything about yeah <laughs> But I feel like he came in high. He's like, I'm a theater actor. And he's like, this part (laughs) speaks to me in this way. And this is how I'm going to do it. And he came in super hot. And at the end of the episode, when the crew breathed a sigh of relief when he left the set, Jessica's like, we're not hiring that man again. Okay, everybody? It's interesting because I don't think he's been in any other episode of this. No, and we have some regulars. I mean, Frank Lipinski's in three. And he's like just sort of a minor character, yeah. I mean, and he was I mean Robert Reed's in three as well. Yeah, he was hunky. Was Frank Lipinski? I agree. Frank Lipinski. Yeah, I want to like... talk about so like, but then they also like sort of fed into Horace being like an amazing person with like him talking to that super hot blonde chick, and she's like, "Oh my god, you're amazing! What does it all mean?" And he's like, "I don't know." I did like at the beginning when he read his dumb poem and Jessica was like, that's real bad. And he was like, yeah, it is really bad. (laughs) I liked their friendship. I think it would have made more sense if he was like 30. If he was sort of a young... Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Also, all those women he was dating in Cabot Cove, he's what, inviting them back to Jessica's house to hook up with in Jessica's house? I mean, he was flirting with a prostitute. I'm sorry, a sex worker at the police station. I know that was That's like, and like, he would be like, he's such a ladies man because he writes poetry or whatever. And like, he's like troubled. I was like, this guy's still, I mean, no disrespect to the actor, but like, I understand he made a choice like playing this role, but like, I like I just I like, he's so annoying. He was like, annoying. How on earth 
was Jessica friends with him. Oh, yeah. But then the scene where he's in the police station and they're like, did you or didn't you kill Mr. Post? And he's like, I, uh, it's, it's, it don't remember. It feels like he, like, could never remember his line. And then they're like, you know what, this is good enough. We'll go with it. It's fine. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> I think we were doing this as, like, he's, like, he's supposed to be, like, the comic relief. Like, yeah. I do think there were some, like, good, like, comedy of error moments with him. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, but I don't know. It wasn't, yeah. Like, the stuff with the gun that's the lighter, I think, was supposed to be, like, comedy gold. And I'm like, no, you're, <laughs> you're scaring people. <laughs> yeah. You can't pull out guns on people. Yeah. I mean, this is... <laughs> <laughs> I think it was more meant to be maybe Jessica's reactions to him. So like every yeah. time she sort of reacted, like, oh, Horace, like, what do you like? And it's like annoying. That's what he's like. <laughs> Just like, super, super annoying. They did it better in another another episode with Barry Williams, where he the headless horseman one, and she's friends with the guy who's like the like the nerd. Who likes the rich girl? Oh, pretends to be his her son. Yeah, that guy. And you're yeah, like, this guy. I get it. He's like in his twenties. He's a dork. Like this guy's just like a. No, hot I f- found that guy more annoying than Horace. I agree with you, Ashley. Okay. I also I hear- because that guy. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I found you're wrong, annoying. Megan. <laughs> <laughs> I was glad to see the back of both of them. No, but you're right. I mean. Yeah. I just I struggle the whole scene where the blonde lady admits to being with Horace that night and then they like look at Horace and he like sort of lifts his shoulders and is like me I didn't remember anything (laughs) well that's an interesting point because if he's so drunk that he doesn't remember he could possibly have committed murder and not remember it how is he meant to have had such a wonderful night with I mean he wouldn't have been able to speak (laughs) yeah (laughs) I mean but, yeah, it's, yeah. It's brought up a lot of questions. <laughs> also, a random thing I noticed was people like they kept having Jessica and Horace next to each other, and then people running in between the two of them. It happened like three times during the episode. <laughs> Do you think it was because Angela was like, I don't want to be near him very much. Can you just separate us? Like have a reason for us to be separated? No, I feel like they just kept, like people kept losing him. Like he's not tethered down. Yeah. There's that too, but the whole scene where they're like in the like, uh, what do you call those? Like, Revolving, revolving doors. doors yeah yeah and then they're outside and then someone like pushes them apart and then they're in the police precinct and someone pushes them apart and i think also debbie pushes them apart and it's like mm, excuse me horace you're nothing well do you think it's because <laughs> their sexual chemistry on screen was just like too hot to handle and people were I like was. we gotta keep them apart otherwise we're not we're gonna have to explain why they didn't get together first of all jessica could do a million times better i mean easily and <laughs> i don't know yeah horace i mean it's just a weird choice well because also you're like Jessica's such a straight arrow. The fact that she would be friends with someone that obviously drinks too much and smokes too much is sort of probably a little bit out of character for her. Like, because she she doesn't really do those things. Like, 
she hardly has a glass of wine at dinner. You know, I she has like, like half a glass. That role should be filled by only is like Harry McGraw. Although Harry doesn't even really drink a lot, does he? In his episodes, I feel like he's. It's implied that he does. But yeah, I think like. Really... I don't know. This guy's such a bozo. He took the role seriously. He was like, "I've got a vision of who this man is—a <laughs> fifty-three-year-old poet." <laughs> Just flopping around New York City. Just like, yeah, goes to say it is like friends' house. I mean, it did make me laugh when they were like, oh, mystery and poetry. Nobody cares about those two things. And it's like, <laughs> you're like, I'm sure mystery is a little bit more lucrative than poetry. I don't know. <laughs> would have thought so. Even in the 80s, I would have thought mystery sold relatively well. I mean, how, Mary Higgins Clark, you're telling me she's not selling millions of books a year? I was just going to say her or um, who's the one that does like K is for, A is for. Oh, Sue Grafton. Yeah, but that might be too early for Sue. Is Sue the 90s? You know, I don't know. She she wrote those books for decades. Yeah. I think she passed away before she got to the end. No. She did? And Mary Clark only like recently passed away. Oh, did she? She had a um, not a ghostwriter, but like a Over shadow. Daughter. Yeah, Carol. A Carol. Did you say a ghost daughter? <laughs> no, no. She had a her daughter. I <laughs> wrote books also. <laughs> I was like, is ghost daughter the term of the person that takes over, like the um, porn series, like Ludlum? <laughs> I just love the idea. It's like if your ghostwriter is your daughter, there's a really specific term. <laughs> you remember this we were at a restaurant and the guy next to us we were talking about like he's like oh he's like sorry not to over like eavesdrop but i was on a flight once with barbara taylor bradford (laughs) like all this beautiful matching luggage and it was all like you know like (laughs) and i was like oh that's so amazing he was like, it seems like you guys get along really nicely. It's so lovely to see you all like getting along and laughing about this. I was like, no, so you can't, if you can't enjoy a little Mary Higgins Clark as a family, like what can you possibly enjoy? It's a pretty niche genre. <laughs> the Mary Higgins Clark joke. Loves music, loves to dance. It does look like Sue finished the alphabet. She didn't do Z, and I don't know if that was a creative choice, but Y came out the year that she passed. So oh, she, she did. She finished. She finished. She did specifically say she did not want her books um, done as like turned into movies or anything like oh. that. I think that was a stipulation mm-hmm. of whoever holds. Oh, she for that. passed away in Santa Barbara. You know, whenever I wa- whenever I watch Psych, I always think, "Gosh, Santa Barbara's so- <laughs> Santa <laughs> <Barbara>. <laughs> I know they film it in Vancouver, but. I always they do a couple do? outside shots of Santa Barbara. Don't they? Do they? Oh, I don't, I don't know. know. Do they? Now, now I, I don't. Now I don't know. Right? I mean, it's been off the air for like a long time, and I'm still wondering if they're currently shooting in Canada. I was using present tense. Sorry, I was laughing. Just like, <laughs> oh, yeah, Psych was good. I liked it. I did too. I mean, who didn't? You know, Glennis. Okay. Anyhow, back to the episode. I did like it. No, I know. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Um, don't, don't uh, tarnish my name. I know. I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. Um, so we had Horace, who was, you know, the worst. Horace. 
And then we had the characters of Helmsley Post and um, Adrian Winslow, which according to IMDb trivia were meant to be based on famed frenemies, Norman Mailer and Gore Vidal. Okay. Um, who had a longstanding feud. There was a movie based on this, which was called something like The Best of Enemies or something like that, where those two men would appear on like talk shows together. Hey, isn't this them? And like just fight, but have these really like heady <laughs> intellectual fights that I guess in the 70s people were like, could not wait to watch that sort of thing. Um, so I think these were supposed to be them because I guess. Norman Mailer is meant to have been an aggressively macho writer of war stories, and Gore Vidal is meant to be a waspish author of historical novels. Okay. I don't know if that's... I've not read either, so I don't know. But So that's the joke here. I guess it sort of flew above all of our heads. Because <laughs> I only know that none of us have read it. either. <laughs> like, who the hell's Gore Vidal? <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> I, I mean, I've heard, I've heard the name. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let's reveal that. But yes, I've heard the names. <laughs> Not much past that. You know what this reminded <laughs> me of? Actually, this whole episode reminded me of, um, you know, if we're going literary, but um, it was a bonfire of the vanities where everybody has these, like, nobody's really good, but they all are like, like, even the DA is after a lot of media attention and they're all trying to, like, butt each other out of, like, you know, fame and, you know, they're all trying to be the best of I the best. Obviously, that either. It's good. It's, um, it's kind of sad, but it's, it is good. It's just about a lot of terrible people doing terrible things in New York city, which is kind of like this episode too. Yeah. There's yeah, no Horace think... equivalent. Also like quick fun, fun fact, a oh, Horace. I can't, I can't even like go there <laughs> <laughs> Um, quick fun fact, um, Talia Balsam who plays, the sister, well, and mm-hmm. ultimately the murderer, was married to George Clooney in the 80s and now is married to John Slattery. And I think she's Martin Balsam's daughter, but that one I have to look up. She is, and her her mom is Dick Van Patten's sister. Wow. She's Hollywood royalty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> look at her. Does this make her related, related to Vincent Van Patten? Makes him cousin? cousin? Cousin. So this show is bringing families together all the time. <laughs> Dick calls up Jesse. I mean, Angela's like, he's like, listen, Ange, baby. My, 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 this is niece. Doll baby. Give me a role for my son. He's like, Listen, Talia needs work, hon. Is there any way you could give her a bit part on the show? She needs to wear some googly big glasses. <laughs> I think, wait, how many Van Pattens have been in our show? Vincent wasn't on one, but a, but his wife was on one. So Vincent's yeah. now ex-wife was in an episode. Yep. So we've yeah. had Dick, we've had Betsy Russell. Now we have Talia Balsam. I mean cornering the market on guest spots it's like the coppola of television (laughs) yeah and talia has been in two so she outdid even dick well now i want to see are you sure vincent van patten wasn't on one was he an actor i didn't think it was he oh right okay you're right with a name like vince van patten how could he not be an actor 
Now I, I mean, that's watch all him. Eileen <laughs> talked about on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Was that, was that he acted? No, I have. I don't. I don't. (laughs) (laughs) I just used to take screenshots because I thought I really like Eileen, but I, I, her fashion sense was a little bit like, like '90s sometimes. (laughs) So I just take screenshots of what she's wearing and be like, "I feel like I used to wear that." (laughs) So familiar to me, but now it's all back in. So who's laughing now? Okay, let me look if he was ever in a. Nope. What was he in, Megan? I mean, a lot of TV shows, like guest star, two guest stars on Bonanza, Barnaby Jones. I thought he was on like a bunch of (laughs) love boats, but I'm not really seeing that either. But yeah, he had some stuff. Oh, and he was in Love Boat. He was in an episode. Literally, Megan, I mean, that you might as well, like we're grading on a curve here, right? They're all in Love Boat. Like, every single person that has appeared on Murder, She Wrote has appeared in at least five episodes of The Love Boat. But then don't you find it weird? Sometimes I find it strange when someone has done, like, a ton of... Like, Charo was in a million episodes of Love Boat, and I don't think ever on a Murder, She Wrote. Like, that's a just... I know, it's really... They wanted her to be the murderer, and Charo said, (laughs) no way. I'm not doing that. I always, like, wonder what they think if there was, like you know, one argument behind closed doors that we'll just never know about that then burned whoever. Not necessarily Charles. Maybe Yeah, but maybe like Jessica's got like a or Angela Lansbury's got a little bit of a burn book. <laughs> there's no, one of the no. there's one of the executive producers from the show wrote a book about it, but not it's not like a tell all. It's just about how like <laughs> great his experience. I think thing is with the show that's so funny is I would love there to be a book that's like the behind the scenes of murder show but I actually think most of the time it was just like people getting along really nicely and yeah. having a really nice time and it was a very positive experience so it's like that's not fun to read about no <laughs> I want a tell-all yeah. <laughs> how the guy that played Horace was like a total monster. They're like Paul Sand. He's persona non grata on the murder she wrote set. <laughs> Don't even mention his name in front of Angela. Do not say anything to Angela. He's been calling for weeks. She won't oh, let him I'm back afraid. on. Because I would like to point out. Okay, so the guy that played the murder victim, you know, who's like a total jerk and he's stolen the book or whatever. Almsley Post. Almsley. <laughs> he, um, <laughs> he's done a bunch of stuff and I like that actor. He died a couple years ago, but he he was in Young Frankenstein as the co- like the cop whose arm like would get stuck, kind of, if you remember. <laughs> I and he was tr- he was Triton from The oh, Little right. Mermaid. That's what IMDb said. That's what I, I like. Yeah, no, I mean, I thought he did a good job. He is good. The character is terrible. And the, okay, before we go into Helmsley and Adrian, which I think is worth talking about, the, I wanted to just make a note of the music cues. Because whoever was on it with Reflections of the Mind, Robert E. Swanson's like, if I'm writing an episode, we got to get Joe in to do the music because he's the only one that can read me like that. So every time Helmsley's talking to women, this hotel piano music starts playing that's all like kind of sexy, like you're having a glass of wine at the hotel bar and it's all very and you're like, and then it turns out what he did was like really bad and you're like, 
all right, okay, maybe the music was <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I know. But there was another one. Oh, this was my favorite. This is like, I think might be my favorite moment in the episode. So when Jessica confronts Tiffany Harrow about that her key was in Helmsley's mm-hmm. room, she, because she was going to go back to his, or have him come to her room, I guess sleep with him to get the transcript, which you're like, that feels not good. So her, but then she tells the sad tale that he didn't show up. She's like, so I took a couple of sleeping pills, I guess, you know, and went to bed early. I guess life in the fast lane can be a little lonely. And then sad music plays and it goes on for like 10 seconds. And you're like, what's happening? Surely that is better than her having to like pimp herself out to get something. To- That's a good <laughs> point. Like, it, like, and you're like, God, yeah. How sad that she didn't get to be with that guy to steal his literature and him be gross with you're her. right like the it like you're it's okay like it worked out and jessica's like leaving the room like just like a single tears just <laughs> down her cheek like she's like this poor young woman just wasted does she do an eyes eyes closed head shake at that moment you know it was kind of like a roll like a head roll i thought yeah not in disappointment and like mm. That's tough. Like, you're a pathetic loser. <laughs> right. It was almost like a, I told you so. Yeah. <laughs> you want to be a woman on top? Ooh, no, but Susanna, <laughs> you're, no, your favorite moment is not there. I believe it was at the optometrist that the optometrist has a line that is one of your okay. favorites. Glynis, I <laughs> almost texted you because I was like, this made me laugh so hard. So we have a, I guess this is the first one because Dead Heat is in the second season. We have another Braille Institute joke. <laughs> Just like popping them up. You're like, he says, so if you remember Dead Heat, the taxi driver says to the guy who cuts him off, where did you learn to drive? The Braille Institute? <laughs> and the optometrist in this episode says, who made your glasses? Someone from the Braille Institute? <laughs> and he's like, that writer's room, they're just slapping their knees every time. So it was like, it's like, Robert, you're crazy. We can't get another Braille Institute joke in here. But they're too funny. <laughs> I didn't even notice it. I forgot about that part in Denny. Oh, yeah. It's the second Braille Institute joke. And I'm like, was that like a joke in the 80s? Where like, where did you get your license? The Braille Institute? <laughs> you're right Glynis that was my favorite part because it was just like that is such a thing that does thank god doesn't exist anymore it was like it was just making fun of blind people and I just feel so <laughs> but the funny thing is both characters say it and then kind of wait for like you can tell the audience at home is like Oh, murder she wrote you did it again right like the laugh the doctor looks like his eyes are closed most of the time or maybe that's just his really bushy eyebrows like i couldn't tell there was actually one part that i did laugh out loud about when um they're like police are annoyed because he's like wandered off or it says and they're like he didn't escape they lost him <laughs> <laughs> i think my favorite part is the elevator door is shutting and the one um it's not metzger but the guy who ends up playing yeah metzger oh right 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 like, turns around and is like oh whoops 
<laughs> Doesn't he say something as well? Like, of course this would happen. And then, like, runs to go to... The, like, shticky comedy with, like, the revolving door. Like, that kind of stuff made me... <laughs> they were going to go around again. I was really hoping they were going to go around again, but they didn't. You're like, I, I hope this is the rest of the episode. It's just them going around that revolving door. <laughs> well, that's like... I don't remember now who says it, but someone says, calls someone else a nerd in four eyes. Oh, that what? No, the woman's talking oh. about her childhood. Yeah. The people were mean to her and now she's hot stuff. Oh, Because right, she right. has written a sexy book called Woman Unleashed. So it's all about, <laughs> I don't know, primal scream therapy. I don't what? know. What <laughs> I have no clue what this book is. Like, what? What are women being unleashed from? Hmm. I I have a question about... um, (laughs) Wait, is it like the feminine mystique, but of the 80s? Oh, my God. I I just have no clue. I'm not Um, allowed to say the thing I said before, and then I had to edit it out because everyone said it was too rude wait what oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) i mean i thought it was funny and it should have been left in but that's that's neither here nor there we would have lost listeners (laughs) (laughs) like i didn't come here for filth (laughs) (laughs) i have to change the there's like a button you click to say if it has explicit language (laughs) Um, I have, I have two, one thing to note, and then a quick question. Yeah. Um, in, uh, posts, Helmsley posts broom. I don't know if anyone noticed the four prints of squash on the back wall. Oh, no. Um, like anyway, so then I started thinking about that episode at Road to <laughs> Records with the juicy <laughs> Someone's got squash on the brain. <laughs> They've had it on the brain for nine years. <laughs> um, that hotel room that he was staying in, that when he's doing the push-ups over the puke brown shag carpet, I was like, oh, oh my, my God. God. That is so... And also, I did feel a little sorry for Kenneth Mars because... Okay, obviously this is like a rough scene, but when the girl shows up um, who would kill him because he assaults her, he is wearing a robe that is so short. <laughs> like when he got to like the wardrobe department that morning, was he just like, um, I am I going to have to like, I don't know, like where can I wear underwear under this? Or is it going <laughs> to... <laughs> no, he's like make it shorter. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I've been doing push ups over a brown carpet all day. I want to show up these legs. <laughs> Maybe a little squash. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Where did she get the sword from? The sword was in the umbrella. So, yeah. So she, he, he got stabbed, but he was like a monster. And yeah. then. So he had a very antagonistic relationship with Adrian Winslow, who I 
you know, was played by Robert Reed, who's the dad from the Brady Bunch. I actually thought he was great. I thought he, yeah. I, I, it took me looking in my notes to remember that that was him because I just didn't recognize him at all. He, I thought he looked so different to like, yeah. He, he, he did it. He was pretty funny. Mm, what's that? Wait, what? <laughs> she said he's living his true self. Well, he's Was he closeted though? I thought that was the thought. Uh, right, so okay. I was reading the wiki page and for him and a lot of interviews with like Florence Henderson and Barry Williams. Um they were like, we just, we knew, but no one said anything. And yeah. Florence mm. was like, if he was out, he may have been happier and less angry. Oh. And then I kind of thought maybe he wasn't fun to work with. I had, oh. on Watch What Happens Live, not that long ago, one of the, they had all the people that played the kids on and they said that the producers like, and Robert Reed did not get along. Oh. Is that right? But the rest but of them I don't know if it has anything along. to do with that or just... I don't know. I mean, Florence alluded to the fact that he might have been less angry had he been fully like accepting of himself. Oh, like, oh my god! I know this really is gonna sad. sound mean, but they all loved her, right? Oh yeah, because she seems like she would have been great. Well, and oh, that's real dark. We're gonna get to one of her episodes soon. Well, that's true. Oh, but my question—I had a quick question. Um, did Jessica see? Um, the woman who plays the woman played by Talia's new glasses before she went to the optometrist. Yes, and I guess okay. memorized it like right. in passing. She's like, uh, "That lady's got wireframe glasses now. I guess I better make these into wireframed glasses." No. <laughs> and how did she know what her like prescription was? So when he told her, she went, "I thought as much." It's like <laughs> this person you met for like two minutes. Like how are you? How do you know what they're? Jessica's like, it's my party trick. I know what everybody's astigmatism is. You can tell just by looking at glasses if there's like. <laughs> and it was the 80s, so maybe there was only like six pair you could choose from. <laughs> She's like, let me get closer. Yep, yep, I got it. Yep, it's yep, the wire one. one. The wire one. The wire one. I want the wire I don't even one. think Not she looked at her face one. when she passed by her. She's like, yeah, yeah, I'll read it later. I mean, I think that's, yeah. Yeah. Who's this girl to Jessica? Nobody, you know? <laughs> I, uh, well, that's true. Kidding. <laughs> but you know that she's going to be weird because the whole scenario is <laughs> like played out like, ooh, ooh, you know, you're just like, oh, she keeps asking about the book. And it's like, oh, that's, that person doesn't seem normal. Wait, and what did the wife want the money for? To pay her back for the loans. Okay. Because she loaned him money. I guess she was quite successful in fashion, though, so. I, well, I, but she had my worst outfit. That red dress when she walked in, it was so mm. low cut. It was also like, and it, but it, it just like, it didn't, it didn't look very good. She wasn't wearing the right bra. It also had like a, like, band around her, like, low hip area yeah. that was just like, all, and then she paired it with, a super bulky, like it was meant to be like a slip, like, you know, fitted dress. And then she paired with like a super bulky, like, I don't know, sports jacket with fur trim. Like it was all oh, and her hair was pretty bad too. Um, the hair, yeah. I mean, the person who, sorry, I wanted to give a little mention to it. 
I can't remember what shows she was in in the 80s, but I think the girl, her name is Morgan Brittany in real life. She's the one that he was like supposed to come to her room and then he never did. I think she's so pretty, like a total 80s. She's very beautiful. She was on Dallas. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, for a long time. So, like, my tie for biggest hunk is the Mm. brother who I thought was. I wrote like when he came on. I've seen this episode before, but I kind of forgot about how how things went at first. I wrote, "Hello, handsome," and then <laughs> uh, then also her. I think she. I love her. She's very beautiful. Those eyes, like she has yeah. such a sad life, though. Even though she's so beautiful. <laughs> also, but yeah, going to bed, taking some sleeping pills, and not having to have sex with that disgusting guy. That, that's when it's a also, win. I love this show where they're like, people don't just like, oh, I watched a movie on TV and I went to sleep. It's like, they always have to have had sleeping pills. <laughs> always no barbital. Or calmital or phenobarbital. The barbitals are back. <laughs> you gotta have those barbitals. Like, it's like, just like one of those things where you're like, oh, that's, it seems like a weird thing to say <laughs> when there's no reason you don't have, you just be like, I went to bed. Right, like, you know what? He never showed up, so I went to bed. She's like, nope, pop like 15 pills. It's <laughs> like in the yeah, I, I mean, my like yeah. necessary addition, like in the menace, anyone <laughs> one where the daughter's just like, woo, like just casual <laughs> afternoon, gotta pop my pills. Yeah, it, feel, it feels like it's like like an indication of like women like so busy and so wound up and mm. they need you know they need those sleeping pills to like i mean it is unnatural for women to be in the workforce we know that you <laughs> need like, some it's sort of medication to like calm down it's part of the welcome okay. package <laughs> they're like here's the carpentals in this bag <laughs> welcome aboard here's 500 phenobarbital <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy your stay. <laughs> <laughs> and then white sneakers to change into when you walk back to the subway. <laughs> um, so this is interesting. Uh, Morgan Brittany, sorry to bring it back to her real quick, is married to like a pretty famous stunt coordinator who does the stunts for Bad Boys for Life, Fast and Furious 8, Fast and Furious 7, I think pretty much all the Fast and Furious, True Blood, Sons of Anarchy, I mean, lots of stuff. That's oh. pretty cool. Wow. Yeah. That's well, they've been together a long time. Okay, Jack Gill. Because I was like, oh, it's, I, I was a little sad to see that her credits had stopped in 2007. But if he's working on those movies, maybe she's just like living the dream life. Yeah, she's like, whatever. Yeah, he's got off 178 <laughs> credits from 96. Oh my God. 70, sorry, 76. Morgan Brittany, if you're listening, I love you. Stay beautiful. Have your best yeah. life. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need those sleeping pills. You don't you need, don't the, need the barbershop. <laughs> Wait, so Megan said her biggest hunk was Frank and Tiffany. Yeah. What were other people's biggest hunks? Or was that what people's I, biggest hunks were? Yeah, I said Frank, but Tiffany is also stunningly beautiful. Okay. Sorry, Talia Balsam. Mm-mm. She's pretty cute. <laughs> they just down eat her up a bit. What do you think, Ashley? I think Frank. Yeah. I'd go with, with Tiffany, too. Um, I'm just looking at the cast now. 
the one who plays um helmsley post's wife diana moldau moldau moldor i honestly have no idea mordor mordor (laughs) diana mordor Mordor. um i was looking (laughs) (laughs) her dad got her the part (laughs) daddy saruman i need this role they won't cast me <laughs> um, she looked familiar and unfortunately she didn't have a lord of the rings credit but <laughs> she was in la law and she played Roz, this character Roz. and i used to watch la law growing up but the only reason i knew i didn't need to know anything else because it's the character who dies some elevator doors open and she steps on what she thinks is the elevator and it's just a, <gasps> like an empty shaft and that's how they kill the character off in LA Law. And so it, my weird phobia is based on films. Like I can't, I have to check the back seat because of Chucky from Child's Play. And I also have to check the elevator because of Roz from LA Law. That's um, terrifying. That so, is how somebody died on a, a show I watched recently, actually. I don't know funny. if I should say the show name because it's not really a spoiler. It happens in the first five minutes, but it's honestly, I know what you mean. Actually, I watched that and I was like, I don't know if I can watch it. Was the show. <laughs> it was it was Alex Ryder. It was a very good show. I really enjoyed it. But yeah, it was in oh, it must have been five, ten minutes of the show starting. That's how somebody died. And honestly. Yeah, I know what you mean, Ashley. Like, every hair on the back of my neck stood up. I was just like, oh, that is so horrible. I feel like they must have just, like, hated that actor. I don't, yeah, I don't know what happened. But she's, like, walking down the hallway. (laughs) You know, like, they're following her. She's talking. She hits the button for the elevator and then kaput. And you're like, what? It's just so weird because you're just it's LA law like it's unexpected it felt more of like a dynasty plot or I don't know something yeah a Martinez was like look I will not show up to set again by having her fall down an elevator shaft thank you (laughs) (laughs) JK I don't think a Martinez would ever do that sure Harry Hamlin never Harry Hamlin He's like, there's only one enough room for one beautiful person on this show, Alexis. <laughs> oh no, her name was Diana in real life. Sorry, Diana Saruman. Diana um, uh, Mordor Saruman. Diana Mordor. <laughs> I thought she was pretty cute. She was cute looking. She just had terrible clothes. I mean, I don't think Chorus was bad either. He just was his personality. And also, let's be honest, Mort Metzger looked pretty good. Young Mort Metzger, not bad. Oh he yeah. And the blonde girl that was, you know, Lucinda, whatever. She, oh yeah, she was, she was cute. Good look. I mean, I mean, Hor- the, It wasn't Horace's looks that bothered <laughs> me. It was his whole personality. Demeanor. It was everything about him as a person. Pretty, I know, Megan. Almost yeah, almost everything about him. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, um, how do you say Ron? Is it Masic? Is that how you say his last name? I yeah, I don't because there's like a line over one of the A's, so I don't know what that. I don't know, not that's a character I'm not familiar with. No, is it Magic? No, that's C Y Z or something. It might be. Oh, we'll have to. Um, so yeah, we've got the revolving door we've talked about. 
Um, there's a couple of hot takes in this episode that I really liked. Contact lenses. Us here, they can be irritating. <laughs> <laughs> Newfangled device. Also, one of my favorite things is that she's like, I got to go to Brooklyn. And then they go to some like, I wrote Brooklyn, what a dump. <laughs> so, so like docker and, and the like, guy's like cabs don't come here yeah yeah the, the worst the neighborhood in the city <laughs> like, it's like broad daylight and it just looks like a shipping yard it doesn't look yeah. dangerous no, yeah, but, cabs cabs don't cruise here i feel like yeah that was just such an 80s thing that like oh brooklyn's so scary but i it had that bit had one of my favorite lines where frank calls her book fun and she laughs and she sort of takes it as a compliment and then says, I never claimed to be Dostoevsky. And it's like, uh-oh. She's going to write about that in her diary later. <laughs> she's like, someone said my book was fun today. They don't know how seriously I take my writing. But also I was laughing about like, so the guy, the coworker, you know, he's like, oh, he'll make it big. You know, he's a great writer. She's like, oh, is this his book about Vietnam? And the coworker's like, yeah, it's all he talks about. I'm like, that's the most annoying coworker. <laughs> 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 okay. That's it. Like, oh, let me tell you about my book. Like, here's a copy. Have you read it yet? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was part of one of my favorite things. It's like in the 80s, like Vietnam obviously is a very recent memory, of course. But nobody can quite agree on how to pronounce it. So we had Vietnam. We had Vietnam. We no. had someone say the Vietnam. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I was like, oh, right. Okay. They obviously didn't brief the cast. <laughs> but you're right, Megan. Like, nothing is worse than someone talking about the book they're writing. <laughs> oh, guys, guess what? <laughs> It's like it's amazing it's what did they say it's the definitive work on the vietnam war <laughs> and now i'm like wait i've been like telling a lot of people to listen to this like, <laughs> you're like it's the definitive work on murder she wrote <laughs> she never shuts up about it <laughs> okay anyhow yeah, so I liked that. I loved when Jessica did her gossipy alter ego with Adrian. Oh, she was yes. like, I heard. She loves that. Yeah. She loves luring people out with her alternative personas. I do. I like when she does that <laughs> And is like sad little book signing because nobody wants to read the Pericles. What was it? The Oh my God, what was it? The Parishes of Pericles or something like that? The pinnacles of pericles <laughs> i was like that sounds boring Pyrenees <laughs> <laughs> mountains uh, i'm just naming things that start with p <laughs> it was oh god it's good well, what me, did but... the old what did the lady have him sign the book for it was like so for that part did make me laugh. She's like, something's like something from a faithful and loving friend. <laughs> something simple <laughs> like that. Yeah, I mean, they, they she dives into the book authorship world a couple times, and they're they're pretty entertaining. Well, and I love when she's like, everyone was there about the book awards and the, and the chiefs or the ADA is like, Oh my God, this is amazing. It's going to get all this media coverage. And you're like, 
<laughs> do people care about authors that much? I mean, I guess now maybe not as much, but maybe in the 80s it would have been a more sort of lucrative thing. I don't know. I also, mean, the guy that was the ADA was like Schneider in One Day at a Time, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Because all I can think of was like Schneider, like <laughs> do something weird. I, it wasn't my top favorite show, but like I never like, watched that. It's well okay you can have the only let me clarify the only time i saw it was when they were doing like a behind the music like or like an e-true hollywood story of um was it Mackenzie phillips yeah yeah might have been the whole show actually because valerie bertinelli married eddie van halen yeah but i think he's a total monster not done no i mean i'm not saying it's good but so um, we're not pushing, we're not using this as a vehicle for the Don Henley campaign, are we? Yes. My anti Henley campaign. <laughs> I'm so scared that something's out. about to come up that I'm going to have to edit out. No, no but- she has an anti Henley agenda that is brought up on every Zoom that I'm on. So, <laughs> have you watched the Eagles documentary, Ashley? No. I'll, should I start there? Just Here's then the you'll thing. see. It's like four okay. hours long, so make okay. sure you've got some like knitting or something. I've only to do seen in the background. It, but but... Oh boy, howdy, were they a holes? Okay, I'll just... not all of them. Not all of them. <laughs> okay, Megan, if I promise to watch that, can we stop the? Can we put the campaign on pause? You no. The trouble is, you'll watch <laughs> it and then you'll be converted. So you'll watch it, and also, I mean, he's now passed, but Glenn Fry is a terrible monster. I mean, they're both. Yeah awful don henley does this thing during the whole documentary where he quotes things quotes dumb things so there's nothing worse than people quoting stuff so sit there and he'll be like it's like so and so always said it's rock and roll but i like it and you're like oh my god oh Oh my god this person is the worst i could talk about that documentary all day long it is so interesting (laughs) no and i i'm not i don't need to be converted um it's just i i believe whatever megan's saying it's just really funny that henley and fry come up almost every time we talk because her agenda (laughs) yeah i mean it doesn't which is fine because you're already on site that's the thing you already have no knowledge and i trust that what megan's saying is accurate they're just both jerks. I mean, they're both, and like the fact that they watched that documentary and were like, we come across so well. <laughs> like, let's send this out to the magic. So, why don't we go through the episode beats? Uh, okay, guess what, guys? We did have thunder. Finally, opening shot, Brooklyn Bridge, thunder. Mm. Nailed it. Mm. Um, okay. Secret doors, no. Poisoning or bludgeoning, no. We had a a sword stabbing through the heart, which is rough. Yeah, um, like stabbings are rough. Phone wire cut? I don't mm. think so. She shaking? No. Um, window peep? Okay, I don't know if this counts. Susanna, so I we- just wait every episode to see <laughs> what your window peep's gonna be. <laughs> we peeped through Frank Lipinski's window as he's come home from the grocery store. The rain is coming down outside. The camera pans up through the window into his apartment window peep. I'll take it. We were the window peepers in that I scenario. I see Jessica wasn't like, uh, okay. And then he followed it up by drinking the milk he'd bought from the grocery store that I'm assuming had gotten warm in that bag straight from the carton. 
gross. Um, fake name or ID, Debbie Delancey is a pen name, but I don't know if she ever said what her real name was. She's Frank Lipinski's, Lipinski's uh, sister. The fuzz slash cop quirk, we had ADA Mel Comstock and he was a media hound. That was his quirk. There was no cop chemistry because she thinks he's a B. She yep. does not like him. Businessy business, publishing. Yep. Didn't go too deep into it. <laughs> sort of like <laughs> the ins and outs. Yeah, it's sort of like, oh, this thing's popular and this thing's not. Age ain't nothing but a number. Lucinda was 35 and Horace is 53. It's quite a sizable gap if they're meant mm-hmm. to have spent the night together. Well, to Morgan, Brittany, and Helmsley Post, like that seemed like a pretty big age difference. Y- yeah, yeah, she was, but he's not as old as you think he is. He was only 50. She was 34, so it's oh. less of an age gap. Okay, but he, I thought he looked a lot older. Like when he said he got into he a scrape with Adrian Winslow ten years ago. You're like, how old would he have been? But if he's only fifty, it would have been very old. Smooches, no. Um, familial ties, no. Eyes closed, well, head shake. Sisters, not you know, not to. Oh yeah, I suppose that's true. Eyes closed, head shake. We had a reassuring smile at the end, so we didn't have that. Um, because she wanted to tell that girl she wasn't going to go to prison, probably. Fave outfit. I said Jessica's trench and scarf set. All of them. Yeah. All yeah, of them. I liked. I liked all of her outfits. Me too. Yeah. Thought she looked nice. The dress at the end wasn't great, but it was fine. Um, I like that outfit. plaid scarf. There was like a. Pl- it was like a yeah. sort of muted yes. outfit with a plaid yeah. scarf that was really nice. Love that was that. a lovely scarf. Um, worst outfit I had two. I had Lucinda's pink and flower dress at the party I did not like that and Debbie's knit sweater sort of that she ran and you know it's quite heavy most of her most of Debbie's outfits I thought were kind of bad what about his robe Holmesley Post's robe I couldn't decide if I loved it or hated it, Megan. <laughs> so, <laughs> I get it. It's such a fine line. I do love a short robe. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't? Jessica Burns. Um, I only had two things that we didn't discuss. One was when Adrian was making fun of Lucinda, where she said, oh, I'm trying to read all the great oh. works or something. I said, where are you? From A to Z. And he says, where are you now? Aristotle. And... Um, I liked the line, by and large, writers starve. Tiffany Harris says that. She's saying why she's in publishing and not a writer. Um, did anybody else have any other quotes that we didn't discuss? I think it was Jessica no. told two of them. She's like, you're acting like schoolboys. Yes. I guess it's not, it's not one of her best, but it's not like... No. I one mean, of her words. <laughs> it was one of her words. Um, she did say romantic <laughs> rendezvous. That was quite sexy. It was, it was one of her worst. <laughs> no, you didn't. No, you went. Oh, it's not one of her best, but and then you didn't finish it. So it's not one of her worst. Oh, I thought you said it was one of her worst. <laughs> it wasn't one of her oh. best. It was one of her worst. Glennis is guest. Glennis, do you want to really quickly say what your thoughts were oh yeah so i i had written tiffany initially because she did that thing where like they questioned her on something and then she fumbled around and i was like okay maybe this is it uh, but then she very clearly was not when she was 
like kind of confessed to what she had been doing. She didn't have the manuscript. She had someone else's book, but then she was going to go into publishing, yada, yada, yada. So that happened right before I was about to guess. So it really threw me for a curveball. And I just panicked and I said Alexis Post, which was the uh, deceased ex wife. It was not her. No, but it was a good guess. And to be honest, Glenn, it's like every time you do your guess, I've, already, I've forgotten about <laughs> Like, honestly, every time you do, I'm like, no, I can't remember. That's as good as any, that guess. Um, <laughs> did, did people want to go through what their favorite moments were? Wait, Ashley, did you have a call? Yeah. What Do you want to go first? Yeah, sure. Um, one of my favorite moments was when um, Jessica, she asked... I can't remember who it was. She asked if they, she could come in and didn't even wait for an answer and then just like barged <laughs> into this woman's hotel. <laughs> yeah. It was Monica Brittany, right? Whoever plays, is that? Oh, Brit- Morgan Brittany. Morgan Brittany. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was my Brittany. <laughs> she just like barged. She's not even waiting for an answer. And I'm like, it's just, and the woman's like, oh, sure. Uh, okay, come in. But she also goes to a widow's place of work to question her about the death of her husband. It's like, like she had no right to be there what was your while while you you're here before you go on your call what was your overall ranking of this one gosh I would say like a six or a seven Mm -hmm. um there were some funny moments and I think like Robert Reed and Talia Balsam and like a few other characters like actors in there were good but I don't know I, I yeah it was sort of it was darker it was a little bit darker. I like the ones that are a little bit more funny, a little bit more like comedy of errors. Yeah. I think it wanted to be that. Yeah. Yeah. But it had a lot resting on Horace's shoulders and maybe it didn't quite <laughs> deliver that. Yeah. Horace was kind yeah. of a nice relief, but some of this just with the Helmsley Post stuff was just a little darker. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That was quite dark. Yeah. Um, is there anything else you want to add? No. I think there was some funny slapstick stuff in there, but <laughs> I mean, the revolving door bit, I could watch forever. So, I mean, that's just right where I am. <laughs> so that's my final note. That's my taste yeah, level. I, like it, I, like I can it. watch the revolving door bit for about 25 minutes. <laughs> Sorry. So Glynis, did you want to say what your favorite moment was? Uh, Yeah, I would say the scenes where people are breaking up her and Horace and running through them. It just made no sense. <laughs> and I really enjoyed it. I liked that when he wasn't like he didn't escape from the police, they just lost him. Like I, yeah, that, I think it made me laugh. Yeah, that was good. We all know my favorite moment. I will add, is Jessica allowed to change the frames on evidence that she has found? <laughs> We don't know. Right. Right. That's, you know, that's that seems crazy illegal to do that. <laughs> so the, I do want to talk about that for just like a quick second because like it all felt like very calculated where she was like, oh, I'm just going to put these glasses by my bag. And I know the police officer put it in her bag, but like it just felt like she took them out and she hid them from him initially and then like kept them very close. Like, I don't know. It just all felt very... Oh, she was picking up evidence like, oh left, right, God. and center. <laughs> she was very handsy with the evidence. Was a little shady. I won't do <laughs> that. Who was your guys' favorite guest star? 
I said I said Robert oh. Reed, but now I feel like I should take yeah, it back. Robert Reed. Mm. I did also like uh, Talia Balsam. Talia Balsam. No, but like I mean, I don't know. She's, she's been in a lot funny. of stuff. Uh, I go with Morgan Brittany just because you know I love her. She was very cute, and she was in it a lot. I like you know. To be honest, I thought it was quite a strong cast. Yeah, it was. I yeah, just I liked Robert Reed. I just he's only in like two. I know, but he leaves a real impression yeah. because he's also kind of funny and he's sort of, I don't know. What was your guys' overall ranking on this one? I am thinking six. Six? Okay. I'm Venice. thinking five. See, I like it. Real middle of the road for me. Yeah. I, I'm trying to think. I probably, it's funny because I probably like reflections of the mind better than this one because that's sort of a campier funner one probably because wings hauser is in it so I'll probably i think i gave that i thought i would give that a six so i'll probably give this a five all right you know if i give reflections of the mind a six then i give this a five because i i like i also liked reflections of the mind Mm, better yeah, i can't remember too. what we said but and you keep promising me more wings hauser and i have yet to see we gotta save and him i feel like of the episodes we've recorded we've talked about wings like half of them <laughs> he left an impression <laughs> he's in one in new york where he plays a um like fellow teacher at the university who hates Jessica because she stole his job, kind oh of, or his my class. God, I forgot about cool. that. And he's in almost the entire episode. So we'll save that one for a special day. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, everybody, for listening. And we hope that you'll listen again next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye. By Ron Massick, who would later appear, of course, as Mort Metzger. Sorry. Really nailing it tonight. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> 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 Sorry, everybody. <laughs>